Hello, welcome to the Girl and Duck podcast. I'm Jen Storer, acclaimed children's book author and chief inspirationalist, that's not a term I made up, at girlandduck.com, creative writing, creative life. At Girl and Duck, I take you on a journey from exploring the art of kidlit creation right through to mastering the art of kidlit creation. To find out more about the courses and products that I offer, pop over to the website. You're bound to find inspiration and support and something to absolutely love over there. That's www.girlandduck.com. But in the meantime, stick around because we've got lots to talk about. A couple of years back, before the madness of which we shall not speak, I went down to Melbourne for the weekend. It was winter. I remember that part very well. I was catching up with family, having dinner with my publisher, doing a spot of shopping, etc. All the nice things. But instead of staying in a hotel, I decided to try an Airbnb, city stay, book me randomly online thingy. (laughs) The pictures looked really nice on the internet. You've heard that before, right? It was in a great locale, in a city, close to trams, walk to cafes, etc. A precinct, no less. But the apartment, ba-bow. For starters, it was freezing. One rickety oil heater that you had to sit on to get your blood moving. And once you got off the heater, which wasn't very often for me, <laughs> there was nowhere else to sit. True, there was literally nowhere else to sit. There was only one tiny teeny tiny couch that was built for um lilliputians basically it was a toy couch a faux chez lounge every time i sat on it i felt like jerry hall perched on a toadstool and if you know me in real life you'll know that long legs are not my problem i had to go upstairs and sit on the bed every time i wanted to rest my weary ass which brings me to the staircase It was precariously attached to a brick wall on one side and nothing on the other, meaning no thing, nothing, zippo. The staircase staircase had no banister, no railings, no support structure whatsoever. I had vertigo every time I went upstairs to the toilet. I clung like Spider-Man to the brick wall as I clawed my way along, higher and higher and higher. Descending the stairs was even more terrifying. My palms are sweating just at the memory of that one. The hot water, what can I say? The hot water shit itself just as I was about to glam up and go out for the evening. I almost cried. Okay, I did cry. I was so cold. I was looking forward to that shower. There was a plunger on the bathroom cabinet because, you guessed it, the drain in the vanity basin kept blocking up. Plus, now get this, plus, (laughs) there were photos of Oprah Winfrey everywhere. Now, not that I don't like Oprah, I just don't need her ogling me every time I undress. It's unnerving. So why am I telling you this? I'm telling you because when it comes to stories, your choice of setting counts. 
big time. Settings can make or break your characters. Settings provide atmosphere, challenges, authenticity and intimacy. Characters interact with their setting and as a result, the reader gets to see what the character is made of. Remember the old adage, show don't tell? Well, your settings will help you with that. Will our hero crumble? Will she fly into a rage? Will she slam someone with that plunger? Will she draw a moustache on Oprah Winfrey? In the Scribbles Academy, I've got an entire module devoted to settings. And why? Because settings are just as important as your characters, sometimes even more so. Settings have a life of their own. Settings are characters. Settings add colour, variety, nuance and depth to your story. Spend time developing your settings. Just as you must spend time with your characters in order to get to know them intimately, you must spend time getting familiar with your settings. Think about the colours, sounds, textures and smells. The light, the weather patterns, the flora and fauna. Ponder the challenges or frustrations or joys that your settings might present to your characters. If your setting feels bland or pedestrian, either shake things up a bit or play up the blandness. Explore boredom. Explore conformity. Help your reader see it in a new or humorous light. Or, like the plays of Harold Pinter, consider making the mundane sinister. We don't think call things Pinteresque for no reason. He was a genius at making the mundane very, very spooky, very, very unnerving and unsettling. You can go into countless directions with settings, but the main thing to remember is to pay attention. Embrace your settings in the same way as you embrace your characters, with commitment, curiosity, and a willingness to dive deep. Above all, well-drawn settings give your reader a visceral and memorable experience. And that's what storytelling is all about. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you want more ducky goodness, pop over to the website www.girlandduck.com or you can find me on Instagram at Jen E. Storer, J-E-N-E-S-T-O-R-E-R. Bye for now.